0: guys it's your boy your host george mckay back in studio again today pre-recorded and i got a good one i'm here with a rejuvenation of the wrestling valet i'm here with the one and only ashley slashy how are you
1: hello the first person to say it correctly and spell it correctly <laughs> that's
0: what i do i, I do my research it. i nail my names properly i do all the important
1: things i will vouch for that
0: <laughs> so, um, it's, it's great to have you on the show because, um, wrestling valets,
1: thank you, thank you. they
0: are a dying art in the world of professional wrestling. Yes. They're there, but they're not there. So, it makes for
1: everyone fun. I've ever valeted with has retired. Basically,
0: there you go. Every
1: <laughs> everyone I've started with, or who were already like veterans of it when I started gone. And I'm like, well, where else go? Okay. <laughs> so Bye.
0: Talk to me about falling in love with wrestling. I call it the defining moment. So when was the moment that you, Ashley fell in love with this business?
1: Oof. I was big time marketing Cause we all start as Mark's of course, whether, assholes want to admit like admit it or not you started out as a fan if you want to admit it or not you know you started as a fan of somebody and if you don't want to admit it then you're just fucking lying so you didn't just fall into a ring and just be like oh fuck, what am i doing here no (laughs) because there is like some johnny muscles that wants to tell you no i just No, you didn't just end up there, bruh. You didn't. It didn't just happen to you one day. Somewhere along the line, you watched somebody and was like, fuck yeah, I love this man. And for me, that man was Sean Layfield. And I was like, hello. (laughs) One day I would like to impress you very much. And I was like, I'm gonna start going to shows and I'm going to hold the sign and I'm going to be like, yay, notice me, senpai. So I did. (laughs) And then I started finding indie wrestling and local shows, as you do, if you're cool. If not, you saw it. So that's just how it is. (laughs) Am I wrong? Am I wrong?
0: No, no, you're not wrong. (laughs)
1: wrong. All the best people are basically on the indies. So... When you go to your local indie show, you find some of the best workers ever and some of your amazing veterans that they're just not letting on TV for some reason anymore because people are stupid. And along the ways of loving wrestling as a child or a teenager or whatever, I was like, oh my God, I fucking loved Dusty Rhodes. How cute are you? Because I'm a big simp or whatever. And I was like, I wanna go see him. He's at an indie show? I don't know what this is. So I went and that was my first indie show. And I was like, I love, I love these random people that I've never heard of before, they're so good. And they were, Mm -hmm. they're some of the best people you don't see on TV. Because they're not getting showcased. They're not getting noticed unless someone puts out their product on the internet now. Because now you have everything to see. Right. Which is awesome. So I wore a mini dress, a black mini dress with yellow polka dots on it. And Dusty Rhodes said, why don't you come in the ring? And I said hello (laughs) (laughs) hi What? me i've never been in a ring before and he i was basically sapphire that night which thus launched my valet career
0: (laughs) amazing yeah wow Wow. and so you valeted for the great dusty roads but you yes. you've also valeted for his son if I'm not mistaken as well, right? You valeted yes. for Justin as well. Gold dust. Did you do that? Yep. Did you do the, when you when you came out well, with him? Did you do that?
1: He did that cuz that's that's his thing.
0: That's his thing. Did you and smoke I just, a stogie next just, to him? There. Like like Terry Reynolds used to do? Did you smoke a stogie next to him? <laughs> I didn't.
1: It, it's a family-friendly show.
0: Fair enough, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough.
1: I I just, you know, rubbed up on him a little and
0: that was, that was that that was that, that, was wow. that. So Dusty Rhodes the great the American dream brought you a ring and you had ever. like a moment with him that's incredible yep.
1: so my first show ever wow the first show the first indie show the first show I worked Dusty Rhodes
0: Dusty Rhodes the and only
1: one I got into is Cody Rhodes well so- we
0: we're going to have to, we're going to have to work on getting AEW on the phone. We're going to have to start <laughs> cleaning Tony Khan and say, listen, she's already done the dad and the one brother. Let's work <laughs> out the family here. I don't mean done that way. I mean, like you, she's already balleted for them. You've got to let her I ballet did, for Cody.
1: A cute kiss on the forehead.
0: Yeah. Uh, but also too, Brandy's, Brandy's going to be off TV soon. She's pregnant. So he's going to need somebody to oh, fill in. I didn't
1: know that. Oh, didn't know that Brandy so was, oh, yeah.
0: They are expecting the first of the first uh, addition to the Cody Rhodes family
1: the fourth generation
0: the fourth gen that's right yeah it's going to be pretty epic man pretty epic
1: i'm so happy she's so nice i met her once backstage at WWE and she was so cute and so friendly and i was like you're even prettier in person cuz i'm i'm a big complimenter for no reason and i was just like you wow you're really pretty but i have a problem with complimenting people and sometimes people think it's not genuine but i will compliment the crap out of everybody and i was like yeah and i was like you're so pretty (laughs) wow i was like oh and she was so kind and i'm like oh i'm so happy oh that's so cute i can't wait to see what their baby looks like it's probably gonna be perfect oh i'm so happy that's the best news ever yes
0: yes yes so back to you so your first indie show you work with Dusty he brings you in the ring it's kind of a huge deal and that starts your journey I guess as a valet but I also know you're training as well right or are you an
1: active wrestler at this point um well there's corona out there so no
0: right no but I mean are you still training when you get the time or were you a wrestler before COVID kind of um
1: before COVID yes and then I got in a car accident so no but with COVID Everyone I know who's actively working has had Corona. So go me for not actively working. And then I have a horrible injury. So I am just awaiting surgery and then I'll be back to training. So yay.
0: Yeah. What's the, what was the injury that you had?
1: Um, I have to get a spine surgery, Oof. which will suck. Yes. and possibly a hip surgery but for most of corona for so like a year basically i was not able to walk and now i am so yay and i was also not able to move my arm so now i am so yay Thanks, yeah. physical therapy.
0: <laughs> for sure absolutely absolutely well that's that is that is great news i hope the surgery does go well and i hope you are able to get back actively into wrestling once you know covid passes us by but the one good thing, I guess, about this is that, like you like you kind of mentioned there, COVID has kind of allowed the body to heal a little bit.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I want to look at that bright side of it. Yeah. Because, oof, every, every single person I know who's worked has been like, oh, yeah, I won't get COVID. And then you're like, so how you doing? And they're like, I got COVID. Like, <laughs> you no. Know?
0: I love I love the face you just made there. It's like, so how you doing? I got COVID. Oh, you did, oh, you did. And it's good. It's good though that you're probably talking to them on the phone and not like over FaceTime, so you can make that face.
1: Me, and I'm like, mm. Mm,
0: yeah.
1: How, how did that work out for you?
0: Yeah, it's a isn't big old cool? fuck you from the world, isn't it? Yeah, they told you to stay <laughs> inside. You- they told you to social distance. She didn't listen. You didn't listen.
1: And then you get like those anti-mask people, and they're like. I don't need no mask. And then you're like, did you learn? Have, I learned. You,
0: have you written your wrongs? Have you written a thousand times on a chalkboard that you're sorry, <laughs> you're stupid and you're sorry.
1: And there's the, Like, so I have a bunch of really cool masks that like people either like make for me or whatever, mm-hmm. or like my friends make, then I'll be like, Oh cool. Can I like buy one and support your like small business or whatever? Cause all my friends are crafty and I'm like, can I get one of those? Cause they're like they're really cool, and then like you get like the one or two anti-mask people on your page, and you're like, "Hey, fuck bag, you're do, you doing good," and they're like, "Can I get one? Cause you got one that's cool, and I already had Corona, and I don't want it again." And you're like, "Yeah, you stupid bitch."
0: You can get one, you can get one, but I'll give you one for 20 bucks, 20 bucks. I usually charge 10, (laughs) but for you, 20, you're going to get the stupidity price. (laughs) Yeah. Inflation, inflation (laughs) and stupidity comes all in one cost. So your body's been allowed to heal. We've got the surgery scheduled. You're coming back. I want to, I want to talk to you more about, I guess, where the evolution of the character came from. I'm sure this is probably you just turned up to (laughs) 10. But where, like, I've seen your Instagram is fantastic. You have over 30, almost close to 30,000 followers. Your yes. pictures are phenomenal. You're also not only a model, a model, you're a valet, like we discussed. You're also a pro wrestler, but currently injured right now. And you're also on Twitch. I'm assuming you're streaming, you're doing a yep. game thing. So how's that working? Because I'm a gamer. I don't stream on Twitch, but I do enjoy my video. Um,
1: I just started streaming.
0: You just did. So what are you streaming? Like so, are you currently streaming? What are you playing? Um, on
1: there? mostly Dead by Daylight and then Fortnite.
0: <laughs> nice, nice.
1: Don't hate me. I play Fortnite sometimes.
0: Nothing wrong with that. My daughter plays Fortnite. It's all good.
1: Yeah. So I also have like another like side job. So I left wrestling for a little bit. And I started a charity foundation Fantastic. for children. Fantastic. And I like dress up as princesses or Marvel characters or whatever. And I just visit kids at the hospital or at charity events, like walk walkathons or, or whatever, whatever have you. And like, sometimes there'll be like moments where kids don't have families or parents or whatever like whatever have you like maybe they were like in the adoption system or some like sometimes the most heartbreaking part sometimes the families can't handle it sometimes like mom or dad just can't handle the fact that their child is dying and they'll say like oh like their goodbye part and then they'll just leave like while their child is still alive and that's that. Mm. And that's where I come in. And then I'll sit as like Elsa or Hawkeye from the Avengers or whatever. Rocket Raccoon is like my main big costume. So I'll sit there and I'll just hold their hand. We'll talk. We'll play games like Fortnite. Or so that's like why I play Fortnite because they'll be like, oh my God, V-Bucks. And I'm like, what the hell's a V-Buck? Or Well, I don't say hell, but I'm like, well, if I'm a Marvel character, I can. Well, if, I, if I'm i Tony Stark, I'll be like, hell's a V-Buck. But if I'm Elsa, I'll be like, we don't have V-Bucks in Arendelle. So <laughs> what is that? Wow, you've guns. Maybe you can join the Arendellian forces. So, meh. <laughs> so, meh. <laughs> I don't know. And then you just sit with them and you like, just have a good time and then they just slowly pass away and you're there for their final moments and then the parents are just off in like the waiting room or whatever and then they'll come in or not whatever their choice is afterwards sometimes they don't come back that they've already had their moment and then like the priest will come in or like the last rites people or the coroner whatever and then I'll handle that from there then i'll be like this is this is the child this is their information so i take on that role and then the doctors will come in and then i just go and that's it Wow, that's... and then you have fun events
0: yeah for <laughs> then, sure. but that's that's a lot then you have
1: like your march of dimes and you we start we actually went international like my foundation went international with march of dimes and now there's a superhero fun run with all the survivors of march of dimes so all the preemies get to run with a superhero they like pick out a superhero so like sometimes like i I change my costume every year so i went as dr strange one year and i was just screwing around with batgirl i wasn't paying attention i was just off doing shenanigans and i'm like over here and then i hear like very distantly, I just hear like, Dr. Strange. And I'm like, I didn't even like fully turn around. I was like, eh, like here. And then I just like got completely like blown over and I like fell. And this like little tiny itty bitty child had like just knocked me down. And we were just on the floor and he's like, oh my God, I love you so much. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, I'm like, you're really strong. And he's like, I know I just took you down and you were a superhero. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like wow (laughs) i'm like we should recruit you to the avengers shouldn't we (laughs) and he's like oh my god really And i'm like yeah of course i'm like let's go talk to captain america so like our captain america is actually like in the army okay so like and he's like really above and beyond being captain like he lives and breathes being captain america so it's like really cool so sometimes he has like a tank or like an actual like Army vehicle or plane or something, just come on in, and the kids are like, oh. "So it's cool." So I've been doing that for like five years or so. Amazing. And sometimes I go to Comic Con, and it's nice and it's fun. So it's not all tragic.
0: But that that first part that you mentioned, that's that's a lot for somebody to take on. But for you to take that on for the parents and for the child, it's kind of special in both ways because you give that parents that little break. And you take on that role that nobody kind of wants to take on. So that's pretty, that's pretty awesome that you do that. And what's the name of the foundation?
1: The Band of Heroes. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Yeah, well, so we'll definitely,
1: good.
0: we'll definitely have to make sure when we do the promo for this interview that I drop those, uh, where we can follow all that and where people can find it. Yes, it
1: we like- are on Facebook and Instagram as well. Perfect. I just went like house to house in my town as Elsa. I spent like 7 a.m. to like 8 p.m. at night just because kids go to bed early. Right. And I was like, hi, I'm Elsa.
0: And what so were like, reactions? I have to ask, what were people's reactions?
1: Well, I had the parents sign up just oh, so God. I knew like the kids were in the house and no one had COVID. And I was just like, oh my God, hi. And I brought gifts for all the kids because, you know, kids can't go out and I don't live in a great zone. Like, my house is suburban or whatever, but, like, most of it around is, like, ghetto, I suppose. Okay. And I do most of the events around town. I go to, like, every event, like, big thing around town happening. Like, the town will put on, like, like we have something called Duck Day. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, some rubber ducks going down the river. Like, that's nothing. But, you know, it's all kids have to do in a place that's mostly gun violence. And then there's Elsa or Sleeping Beauty or Princess Peach. And then you're like, oh, my God. And that's the closest experience they'll ever get to going to Disney. And you just kind of know that. And parents will, like, tell you that. And I'm like, yeah, I'll come to your house. I'll come to your birthday party for free. Don't give me a dollar. I don't want that. Like, I will come, I will bring you cake and I will bring you a gift. Like, who charges for that? Just like some insensitive asshole. Like, I'm like, we did. It it um, is a big
0: business though. People do make money off of it. A lot of money.
1: They know they do, but I judge those people like really hard. I'm like,
0: like. Do you judge them as hard as the people who don't wear masks? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, All right. I really do. Okay.
1: That's when they meet the kendo stick.
0: The ke- okay. So talk to me. Talk to a lot <laughs> of your handles, your social media handles. See this. This interview's organic. It's just going everywhere. I love it. What What is the play on the kendo stick that you have for a lot of your socials? Tell me about uh, that.
1: Well, I can't bring a chainsaw into the ring. No, you can't. I I can't. I could.
0: Did you just do air quotations as in I can't like that? Come don't yeah. don't air quotate You can't break a chainsaw. You just yeah. you can't.
1: <laughs> so, they say I. They say it's a danger, and they say <laughs> I'll be irresponsible, and they're
0: quoted danger and I'd irresponsible,
1: harm somebody, harm somebody, and yeah. I might kill Mayor Mysterio. And <laughs> what's all that might stuff about? Because you know I wouldn't. <laughs>
0: So the kendo right. stick is the is the equal opportunity equal opportunity towards the chainsaw. It gets you that much closer to violence, but safe safe violence. Does that make sense?
1: I, I suppose they think it's safe. Okay, because it's it's been used in the business a long time.
0: Long time. Steve Black but, made a living off of that thing. And but yeah. I,
1: I will make the chainsaw a dignified weapon one day.
0: Make the chainsaw great again. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Orange is sus. Take him out.
0: So back to the track of, of the character evolution of Ashley Slashley, because she doesn't, she doesn't just start off that way. Maybe it is you. Maybe it has turned up to 10. Where do we get where we are now with you? Like you start off in the ring with Dusty Rhodes. You train, you do all that stuff. How did you find you? How did you find the character that you were? Or maybe this is always you. I'm not sure because I'm introducing you to my audience for the first time.
1: I feel like... When I started back in like 20, like when I came off of like training and everything, it was like 2015 and basically everyone was encouraged to look about the same. And when I was, especially when I was going to wrestling school, everyone was definitely encouraged to look the same. And who was your trainer?
0: Sorry. Just to ask that question. As well.
1: Um, I had quite a few, but I was mostly trained by Justin Credible.
0: Perfect. Great guy.
1: And Great. yes, and he he did the most. Him and Jason Knight did the most as far as, like, training was concerned. So I credit them for most of my training and stuff like that. And then, like, I started talking to, like, people at, like, TNA and, like, WWE And then that was like pre-anything you see on TV now. So everyone was kind of encouraged to look exactly the same, which is like, instead of like your characters now, like when you see like Shotzi or Abaddon or somebody like that, when you're like, holy crap, they look incredible. Or even like someone who's still stereotypically beautiful, like Sasha, but then has like bright neon blue hair. That was still extremely discouraged back then. In 2015 that the blue hair would never fly. Like if she if she was still that in 2015, she wouldn't get away with that. She would have to have black hair or some natural color or that would just not she would not be on TV. Like they would just instantly change that until she looked completely natural
0: absolutely make everybody look like a robot then everybody's the same Nobody's individual nobody
1: yep so no one could look individualistic Mm -hmm. and because of my like facial structure or whatever I was deemed by most top companies that I looked a lot like Maurice I can see that there is yeah there.
0: there is Mm -hmm.
1: So they were like, your face shape, your nose, your boobs, your body. A lot of you just looks like a very short Maurice. Take this sheet of paper, go off and adjust yourself properly until you look like a replica of this. And I was like, okay, cool. I already looked like that anyway, because I had big blonde hair, like down to my butt. And they said, make it longer, make it blonder. And I said, okay, cool. So blonde became, make it blonder, make it almost white. And then it was too white, make it blonder, (laughs) make it a little bit more yellow. So it looks more like Maurice. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then they're like, don't make it too blonde or you'll piss off people like Natalia, which I ended up doing. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, one of my times backstage, and I really like, as well, I, I mean, like to me, I was just a kid. So, like 2015, me was just a, like a child, basically. And I'm like, I'm backstage at WWE, and I'm like, oh my God, I love Natalia. I look up to her so much. I have posters of her everywhere. Like, she's like the icon to me. She's powerful. She's not like, the other women and she is getting away with like having pink streaks in her hair because her dynasty and who she is and she's just a very powerful built woman and she wrestles like no other like she didn't come off of a modeling circuit she truly worked her way into every like she earned everything she has mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, I just want to learn from you so much. I want to do everything you're doing because you're an icon. And she was really mean (laughs) because I was blonde. And that was the only reason she didn't like me because my hair was too blonde. And that was it. Wow. But it was just known that if you were blonde, she wouldn't like you because that was a threat to her place of company. Right. And my heart broke into like a thousand pieces and I was like, why don't you like me? I didn't do anything. I'm really nice. I'm so friendly. I would look sadder, but my eyebrows are always drawn on. Why don't you like me? So that was that. And even though I was quite beloved by people like John Laurinaitis. You still have the top tier girls who make that final choice of, she looks too much like me, bye. Right. But then you still have the girls who are top tier, like Maurice. but behind the scenes, they're like, we do want to fire this girl, but we want someone who looks exactly like her to replace her. And then, I don't know if I was a factor in that situation. I don't think so. But the look of having girls like that was a factor in that.
0: Right.
1: And at the time, if you could get a thousand girls that just looked that way, you had a thousand choices to pick from. So it didn't matter. And then they ended up firing her anyway And replaced her with nobody. And then somewhere along the lines where I wasn't paying attention at all because my like brain was focused on charity stuff and not wrestling. A bunch of really cool girls came into the scene and not only did they look different, but they could work. And it wasn't just about being pretty anymore, because when I talked to other guys like like in like WWE or Impact, they were like, yeah, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to know how to wrestle, right? You're doing a lot of training for a girl. Like, you you don't have, why are you training? Why are you here? Because I would go to workshops and just like sit there and learn. And then they're like, why is there a girl here? And I'm like, I'm here to learn. And they're like, (laughs) there's a girl here. And I'm like, Justin, they're being mean to me. (laughs) Why? What did I do? And then I would reach out to people on like Twitter or whatever. And I'd be like, I'd be like talking to like William Regal because we got on pretty well just because I'm not annoying. And backstage, I wouldn't like go up to people and be like, Oh my god wrestling question i'd be like hi you have lizards i also have a lizard would you like to talk about that and we got on really good because i don't ask annoying questions and that's refreshing to people who just have to sit there and hear the same fucking question a thousand times like i don't know i got on really well with gold dust because everyone backstage wanted to ask him a thousand fucking questions about whatever the fuck. And I just plopped down and I opened up a fucking book and minded my own goddamn business. And he was like, what the fuck are you reading? That looks like bullshit. And I was like, I'm reading a book about turkeys. And he was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I have pet turkeys. So that explains the book, and he was like, why do you have pet turkeys? I'm like, I think they're cute. And he's like, so you're reading about it? And I'm like, proper husbandry. And he's like, wow, I like you. You're smart. And I'm like, thanks. I like you too. You're very talented. I won't bother you. I'll just read my book. And he was like, no, come sit with me. So you make friends by not fucking bothering people. Right so everything just kind of goes and then we hung out like the whole night so you make friends by not being fucking annoying and then we worked together two more times after that because i wasn't fucking annoying him
0: right right
1: so not bad not fucking bad
0: so all that and the history and the transitioning we go down to i guess you're now at this point you're back on the indies because of the factor that natalia did not like you because you were too blonde so when you're back on the indies, you about-
1: Brie Bella really liked me, but Nikki didn't. And I was like, why don't you like me?
0: But I'm not a fan of Nikki either. So it's all good. Yeah.
1: Apparently she doesn't get on with anyone, but everyone gets on with Brie, which is weird, but whatever. Everyone loves Brie. I'm like, Brie looks like,
0: like a down to earth person. The other one looks like she's full of is- herself. Sorry.
1: She's so kind. She's so sweet. And I'm like, why don't you just take a page out of your sister's book? Because everyone loves her. Like, <laughs> like, damn. So you're She's like, She's so friendly.
0: So you're on the like, Indies, you're doing your thing, you're valeting, stuff like that. Do you feel that the art of valet, so I got to ask this question. Do you feel like the art of valeting is coming back a little bit more? Because if you look in the major companies, the top tier stuff, you got Scarlet Bordeaux, she valets for carrying Cross. She doesn't know how to wrestle, but she valets for carrying Cross. You've also got the valet factor in Impact. You've got the valet factor coming out a lot more predominantly in AEW with girls like Brandi Rhodes, who kind of comes out with Cody on a regular basis and stuff like that. So valets are kind of becoming more, I want to say, mainstream again. Not full-time mainstream, but there are sprinkles of them there a lot more than there used to be. And we're also talking about a, a time period where women in wrestling are second to none. So it's hard to kind of have the evolution keep going forward if you bring back the art of the valet. Would you agree or disagree?
1: Somewhere in the middle, I would say. On the indie scene, it is still very much a no-go. Especially if you look at flyers and posters, even if there will be women there, Mm -hmm. they're definitely not promoted. Like if there's a woman versus woman match, I mean, I don't do that. Most, most women don't fight me. I usually go against men and I prefer it that way, but that's just me. But I know that I've been on countless cards where there has been a divas fight and it's not promoted and the fan base of wrestling will probably always be predominantly men and Men like chicks. Why wouldn't you just say, hey, come see some titties? Why wouldn't you? It's just good business just to say, hey, there's gonna be some chicks. Do you want to look at topless men all day? No, there's gonna be chicks. Come pay to see a girl in whatever clothing give me your fucking 20 bucks it's just good business at that point it brings in money mm-hmm. like if you have the girl advertise it on her page people are like what the fuck? You're, you're gonna be let me get my fucking wallet like it happens all the time like I see my my friends on the show, I, or on Facebook, and they're like, well, I'm going to be there also. Hello? I'm, I'm there. And then there's all the dudes like, fuck, I didn't know that. I'm buying tickets right now. And you're like, well, if you fucking put that on the goddamn card, they would have known in the first fucking place, and they would have fucking bought the ticket. And if she didn't say nothing, it's not her job to say something. But if she said something, you just sold another ticket, were 12 or 13 or fucking 20 because she said something and you didn't do your fucking job and say something fucking and then they say women don't sell anything and you're like no you didn't sell anything because you didn't say something like damn and then you have places like AEW and WWE and then they sell women's crap they sell like replica divas titles and t-shirts and it brings in funds or the merch sells. Like they wouldn't still have it out there if it didn't sell. And you see people in the crowd wearing the crap out of it. And you're like, well, if you were doing this the whole time, maybe all the years before wouldn't have fucking sucked. Maybe someone would have acknowledged that women existed in 2015. And you wouldn't have had such a shit show. And like WWE wouldn't have been a joke. And now they wouldn't be struggling to compete with AEW. Because even the women on there are doing better. And people are watching AEW Dark. They're going out of their way to watch it online. Just because there's women there. And they don't have to be. You don't have to be wrestling because people are watching the valets too now. And they're like, damn, she's probably going to do something in the ring one day. Like, people look at the valets and they know, they almost know they're going to do something in the ring. Like, most valets used to not ever get in the ring. But now, like, you see them and you're like, she's probably going to wrestle somebody one day. Like, Maybe some aren't comfortable or some don't have the ability, but it's good to just have a valet. Like that could just be a thing. Like I have a friend that's training and she only wants to be a valet. Like I still get in there and I still fight because I love that. But there's people who just want to valet, and that's not a bad thing. And I'm like, like I told her, you can still get in there and like throw a good slap. You don't have to be afraid to like do that. There's still some guy you're probably going to want to hit one day. Yeah. I'm like, they're men. You're going to want to hit them. This is your opportunity to smack ass. This is it. Clap those cheeks. Do it. They're there. You know, they're full of nothing but audacity. This is your opportunity.
0: <laughs> All right. You know Ashley, my my final question before we get to shouting out your socials, but this has been a really fun conversation. I have uh, learned a lot about you, which is fantastic and about your history and stuff like that. But I guess my final question and the most important question to, uh, to ask you now is um, when it comes to your future after the surgery and after you get that spinal surgery, and you're clear to, I guess, get back into the ring. And hopefully by that time, COVID is under control. We've got the vaccine kind of circulating now. There's positives and negatives to that. All that kind get of get
1: your vaccine.
0: Yes. Get so your vaccine. What is the goal for Ashley Slashy when you're given the green light on everything? And let's say it's well past COVID. What is the goals for you that you want to achieve in your career?
1: Well that's COVID. Oh my gosh, I, I definitely want to go back to training. If people don't go to like a school to train, then you're garbage. If you think backyard wrestling is cool, you're garbage. If you think it's cool to jump in the crowd from the top rope, you're garbage. <laughs> because you haven't been trained properly which goes on a lot here my friend Tommy the Moose just he runs a school in Delaware and he posted a really good status last night and he was like don't practice your first fucking move in front of the crowd do it at a school where you can get critiqued by veterans and practice the fucking move and don't do it in front of fans so there's always opportunity to practice and learn and learn from people better than you because there's always going to be somebody better than you no matter what you're not the fucking undertaker there's always going to be somebody better than you no matter what like no matter what there's there's people fucking better than you that's it take your audacity and leave there's there's people better than you no matter what that's just how it is and if you think not, you're garbage. You got to take your audacity and go. That's it. Just you have to train. I'm I'm gonna train until the fucking day my arms are missing. You can take my other hand with you. Fucking, I'm just gonna keep on going. That's it. I know my skill level will never be fucking Undertaker level or whatever. I don't I don't care. I'm self-aware enough to admit it. My brain isn't like fucking a thousand times my hair size. My brain's not as big as my hair, okay? Like I know that I am never gonna be at that level. So there's always room to learn no matter what you're doing in life. There's room to fucking learn. So hopefully I will always be training and learning from people better than me if I am teaching people lesser than me that's fine I have taught before but like in ring moves because that's not my fucking responsibility no one should be learning that from me that's for a very seasoned veteran to teach not me that's leave it to pros who have been places not fucking schmucks like me so i mean just train 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 that's it like listen to people go to as many workshops as possible and don't do bullshit in your backyard ever that's- <laughs> and don't say hey mom because you're not five that's
0: it. That's that's You're a perfect five. Set of goals. That is an absolute perfect set of goals. Well, Ashley, this conversation has been very enlightening. I've had a great time. I hope you did as well. And before I go, Thank you. please shout out your socials and that amazing organization you are with again so that people can follow you.
1: Okay, my organization is the Band of Heroes. We are on Facebook and Instagram. I think they're both just that on both of them. I think Facebook is the band of heroes, cosplay. And then Instagram is just the band of heroes. And I'm on so many fucking things.
0: Let's go with the basics. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: Okay, Facebook, Ashley Slashy. Twitch, same thing. Instagram is the only difference. That's just kendo stick butcher because I thought it would be cool. And not make me look like a simp when I try to talk to Ted Greenie. And because <laughs> <laughs> he does sometime notice me. And then Twitter's the same thing. It's just Ashley slashy. So if you just Google it, you'll probably find me. Or if you just go on Facebook, you'll find me. And then my Twitch Facebook is the Necronomicon. It's not a game guide.
0: Nice. Very nice.
1: Because it's definitely not. You will you will find some ancient fucking demons if you try to use that as a game guide.
0: Okay. That's good. Trust you know, me. I know. I, I, I believe you. I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> Just because I'm a glutton for self-promotion. At Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram and Facebook. And at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter. And you can also find me on YouTube as well. Straight Talk Wrestling. Ashley, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it today. And I hope, hope to talk to you very, very soon. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com.